0: All right. All right. Welcome back to the Kendra Crump Show, a.k.a. the HNIC, because I am the head nigga in charge. Put some respect on my name, y'all. All right. So I'm always getting like new guests, you know, always find these people. I don't matter where I am find them. I can I can find them, you know, online in the hood, wherever. You know, I'm a people person. I'll be finding these people. Sometimes they respond back and sometimes they don't. And hey, it's it's all good either way. But this next person. Next special guest. Uh, this this is a black king I'm talking to. All right. Uh, if you've ever heard of the song, you know, fast like a NASCAR, she ready now, fresh on the block and got to get mine. You should already know who I'm talking about. If you don't know who I'm talking about, you too young to be listening to this, but I still need to think you should listen to it anyway. Okay. Cause he's about to drop a bunch of gems. All right. I'm talking about rapper Kafani. Okay. This Oakland native you know who was who was also part of the Black Men Don't Cheat movement, A.K.A. Faithful Black Man Committee. All right, he he's he's a part of that. Okay, he graduated high school with a 4.3 GPA. He pimp slapped Suge Knight for disrespecting him. Okay, so so yes, the list goes on. So yes, please welcome <laughs> my special guest. Thank you so much for 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 even showing up. I appreciate it.
1: So I did. Come
0: on, he's in the building. yes yes he is he is all right so growing up now I've, I've never been to oakland i would love to go one day um you know just check out everything what was oakland like growing up for you
1: um oakland growing up for me um uh, i grew up in oakland in the 80s so i grew up when um i grew up you know what i'm saying doing a um Crack epidemic, mm-hmm. eighties. So I grew up when it was when Oakland was like, you know, what I'm saying the, the the mecca of all the the mecca of the the drug of the gr- drug trade and prostitution and and and, and, and all of that. And, mm-hmm. um, I grew up in. I mean, coming up, I grew up in. Um, I grew up pretty much all over Oakland. I, uh, stayed in, um, but I stayed primarily in uh, the area of uh, the Funktown Town area, which is from like Lake Merritt, so like, uh, for people who know I'm talking to, it's from basically Lake, Lake Merritt, first half to about 14th
2: Ave.
1: From I predominantly stayed in that area. Um, they called it a Funktown Town because it was basically like a, a neutral area as far as like drug trade where none of the kingpins really had it and they were kind of funking over it like uh, when you hear about the Felix Mitchells and um, uh, from the 6-9ville and
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, like Mickey Moe from, from the, the, uh, the 20s. Uh, they call it Funktown because at the time they was all funking over trying to get that clientele and get that area because uh, Funktown's a pretty Pretty big hood in the, in, the, uh, in Oakland, so um, you know people. They were they were basically trying to fight over over taking over that drug territory. That's why it's called phone uh, uh, Town. But uh, I was raised, I was raised with my dad and my mom. My uh, parents did break up, so I was about fourteen. So okay, uh, so pretty much, well, actually thirteen. So I pretty much grew up with uh, both both parents kind of the household, but my dad was kind of still in and out, in and out the household mm-hmm. when, uh, when he was standing there, he was doing his, doing his thing with my mom, you know what I'm saying? She held down the same job as I was born. She had held down the same job all the way to shit shit, uh 36 years, mm-hmm. um, so I can say I grew up in a, I mean, we wasn't, we wasn't, uh, we was not we I could say I, I never, I never without. I, I could say I grew up without never would, without missing a meal or having the lights cut off or nothing like that. So Got I could I, I, uh, I can say I grew, up, I could say I grew up pretty good. Mm-hmm. I could say I, I, I can say I, I grew up in the. Uh, I, I grew up uh, pretty good uh, compared to some people. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. most
0: most definitely, and that's that's actually key right there because you know. It's always that stereotype when it comes to people who are rappers or, you know, black or whatever. I'm like, "No, not everybody's life was like that. Not everybody's life was like that." Now, earlier you mentioned growing up in the crack epidemic. Um, did your parents do their best to shelter you from that or was did you see your fair share like first time you remember vividly seeing, oh, that's cocaine. Like, did was that your reality at any point?
1: Um, <sighs> I mean, uh, let me see, when I was, I mean, coming up as a youngster, I kind of, you know, my dad probably, my dad probably, my dad did with and dabbled with it,
2: uh,
1: mm-hmm. my, my dad did with and dabbled with, uh, with coke and all that, I mean, you know, right? I knew the, you know, I knew, I knew the smell of it, of what i knew, I do, I do, I do, I do what time it was, you feel know I me? Mean? but, uh. I really didn't, uh, I mean, you know, my family members this shit was crackheads, but I mean, just around me, I wasn't around, like, you know, just integrated with my mom and all that, I wasn't around no crackheads like that. I mean, it was crackheads around, so I seen it, so I know, you feel me, I knew. But it wasn't in my household growing up.
0: Got it, your dad was real respectful about doing it, if he was to do it. He made sure not to ever... Do it in yeah, front of
1: I you just, or anything I think, like that? Uh, nah, nah, nobody did no crack in front of me or none of that. I just think at the, I think in the '80s, crack was more of a uh, a thing like how 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 motherfuckers sip and serve nowadays in mm-hmm. the beginning of, the, of the crack epidemic. I think it was more of a uh, a get fun, a get fun popular drug that like pretty much uh, everybody did in the beginning until it started fucking motherfuckers up, and then until motherfuckers start. You know, to start uh, fucking motherfucking families up, and motherfuckers was getting strung out and getting hooked on it. That's when it got bad. But in the beginning, it started off as freebasing, and, and um, you know, it, was, it wasn't a, it wasn't it wasn't viewed as a negative thing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It got was it. Like a recreational drug in the, in, the, in, the, in the beginning. Then it turned out to you having crackheads and people in there want to sell like kids and do all mm-hmm. the other types of shit mm you know i didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't go through you know i didn't go through uh none of that far as my family, with me directly with my interfam- my family
2: mm-hmm. with my
1: mom and dad i didn't i didn't go through none of that type of stuff nor was it ever brought door was it ever brought door was none of that ever brought to me uh to my in my face
0: mhm okay and that's 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 good see you you know I'm I'm glad that never happened to you. It's it's always little things that we can always say that you know, we can count our blessings on everything else. So, were were you were you, were you an only child? Nah, uh, I wasn't the only child.
1: It was me and my sister. Um my sister. I was uh I was um she me and my sister we like 9 years apart. So, like most of my childhood, I was I could say most basically half of my childhood that I was an a only child because my mm-hmm. sister didn't come into play until, until I was like nine years old.
0: Um, oh, you're the oldest, oldest brother. Okay. Older than her. Got yeah. it.
1: My, my sister. I mean, I had a, 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 I have a, I have a brother. I have a brother. I have a brother that uh, you know, my dad had on, on the side. That we're like three years apart, but my half brother. But uh, me and my sister, who's from my dad and my mom, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was around, uh, it should we, like, nine years apart?
0: Got it. Okay. S- got it, got it, got it. So as as you were, you know, growing up, you said your parents split, like, while you were in middle school, 13, going on 14 and whatnot. Um, were you, did you opt out to go say, hey, I want to go live with moms or stay with moms? Or, or whose home did you get a chance to pretty much spend your most time over there?
1: You know, you have to go. I mean, at some times, I mean, anytime, she pretty much about to be staying with your mama. So I was with my mom. But I, I can't say that. Um, I can't say that I was. Uh, that my dad was in my life, and I was able to go see him whenever I wanted to go see him. So uh, I, I definitely had a relationship with my father. So a, a good relationship with my dad. So. So, so I was until I was 13, so I was at an age, as a teenager, coming up, that I, uh, when I wanted to see my dad, I, you know, I I was able to go see him and go spend the weekend with him, or if it was the summer months or whatever, I'd be able to go out there and stay longer and go out, you know, go as I please. I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty independent, so I'd be able to hop on, like, in the Bay Area. We got the, um, Bart, mm-hmm. uh because he stayed in, um, he stayed in, uh, Pittsburgh, which was, which was like a, um, Back like in the uh, late '80s, early '90s was like a, a a place where all the black people start going out to when when you know when a crack epidemic hit, you know what I'm saying they, they had all the you know they had everybody uh, migrating to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Black you know certain blacks started migrating to the suburbs in the um, early '90s. And they start moving out towards uh, which is called Pittsburgh, Antioch. So okay. you got Oakland, you got Oakland, you got Richmond, you got San Francisco. You got all all these areas, so the people who had you know good jobs or wanted to buy a house, or um, they just was uh, they might have been hiding from somebody or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. They
1: migrated out towards Pittsburgh, and then finally out towards you know to Antioch. So um, that's the area that my dad, where my dad, when I was a teenager coming up, that's the area that I I went to when um, you know when I I left.
0: Okay, okay, got it, got
1: it. All right, but no, we went was in going out to Pittsburgh and all that type of stuff in the, mm-hmm. in the, uh, in those early nineties. It wasn't nothing going on out here, out there, out here. I currently stay in that same area right now. Okay, uh, ain't too much, too much going on like that. I mean, you know, as a young kid nowadays, you know, uh, uh, grew up, grew up out here they uh you know it ain't really it ain't really it ain't nothing really bad going on it's pretty pretty chill mm-hmm.
0: That's me okay got it got it yeah and the reason i, I the reason i had asked earlier about you know who, who'd you end up you know staying with because again i never assume you know even though you have you did mention you know dad was kind of in and out and stuff like that you got some people who grow up fast so even if you know, one parent isn't home or whatever it might be. You know, you never know. Like, hey, I was running things. I emancipated myself. Like, like everybody's story is different. So, I I never want to say, hey, you know, did you you know stay with your mom or or anything else like that? I was like, I'm I'm not gonna assume. I'm not even gonna assume that or anything. But when you um you were staying with moms, you guys you did have you said you mentioned that like great bond with your you know father and everything. Did you guys? Uh, did he ever teach you? You know, like, okay, you want to play basketball? You want to learn some sports, or did you say, "Hey, I just want to be a rapper"? Like, when did rapping come into come into play?
1: Um. Well, when I I, I grew up playing, I grew up playing like I, I grew up being an overall athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, I started off like like nine years old playing baseball mm-hmm. and. At school, I would play basketball. We would play like you know, what I'm saying Nerf football. I was in organized. I was in organized uh, basketball. I was in organized uh, baseball first, probably like nine years old. Then I started playing for my first organized basketball teams, probably when I was about twelve. Or something um, I ended up in high school playing. I played. I, I played. I used to play like flag football. Coming up as a youngster, you know grad years my first year I played with uh with pads um, um and I ended up basically a- selling the baseball. I played I played all, all all my high school years of uh um on the baseball team. Mm-hmm. I played basketball t- I played base- baseball as a, a all the way to junior year. Um but I was just I was good at uh baseball. Used to be in the newspaper and stuff like that. Okay. Um, right, so I the newspaper you know, old school newspaper. You know, newspaper clippings. You know, nowadays, you ain't getting that. You just getting the answer. You know, getting the the, the stories over over the um, over 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 um, your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. We used to we used to bring. You know, we used to bra- brag and bring a newspaper to school and bring a sports page. You know, what I'm saying the next day after the, after the school had a sports page to see what everybody did. You know, what I'm saying on, on on the field or, or what what have you. So. Um, coming up, uh, I listened to barrier '90s music, um, but um, I, I I didn't have any aspirations of rapping um, until uh, I, I kind of start. Uh, we used to like freestyle and stuff like that, doing like little shit like that, like when I was probably like in uh, like just just coming up. But as far as me taking thinking like I I might want to be a rapper, I was in jail um i was in jail in uh, 99 um i was in jail for a robbery charge and mm. um i named myself the baby face assassins and i kind of wrote my first raps uh when i was uh in there and uh i was released in 2000 and uh at the time my uh at the time my my was just you know currently my ex-wife my stepbrother, they was into music, and uh, they wanted to do music, and so uh, we had moved to uh, we have uh, we have moved to New Orleans. I moved to New Orleans, and my stepbrother ended up coming out there with me, mm-hmm. and, and I always just being like a hustling dude, know how to make stuff happen, and I ended up making it happen for us to get some studio equipment, and so as we was in the studio recording, they they doing they you know they working on we all working on music you know we basically just start doing it together shit mm-hmm. uh that's how I started and so uh you know uh I ended up turning the babyface assassins into like our group mm-hmm. um we started as the babyface assassins and in the beginning shit I didn't even have a rap name and then um I was like people used to call me um my birth name is Mark so people used to always call me money so um, I was just like shit. Money M, or Money Mark, but then um, okay, like
0: okay with the biblical name, out. okay.
1: But we, but we was in New Orleans, and then we ended up uh, moving back uh, to California. And uh, when I went back to California, I came up with the name Kafani. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, I actually I had, uh, I was in the process of legally changing my name. Um, and I named, turned my, and Kafani was the name that I ended up cho- cho- choosing actually as my last name. Um, okay. but, but for my rap name, when I looked up Kafani the word Kafani Kalfani, it was Kafani Kalf- um, it, it, it meant that's the rule. It's spelled K, uh, um, spelled, uh, shit, um, it's actually spelled, um. K H A L F A N I, and so I ended up taking the H and the L off and coming with Kufani with a pronunciation because that's what it was, you know that's how it sounded and it meant destiny to rule. I just took the, I just took the H and the L off to be Kufani to make it easier to pronounce, and so uh, that's how I took the name as Kufani and uh, you know it means it, it means destined Destin to rule um in Swahili. Um, uh, because it was Swa uh the K H A L F A and I is uh Swahili for Destin to Rule. Mm-hmm. And so you know I to took my little twist and took the H and the L off, you feel me? And it was confine. And so that's kinda where I, uh I started out in the music. that's why I started off with doing my music. And um, of course it just, you know it took off. It took off it elevated into mm-hmm. this you know, I'm
0: Got it. Got a couple things that you mentioned. Let's let's let's. Because when you mention you know baseball, basketball, I'm like, wait, I gotta know who your top five are. Okay. So let's let's talk basketball, excluding yourself, MJ, Kobe, and LeBron. All right. Give me your top five favorite basketball players of all time in no particular order. Which my favorite. Top five in no particular oh, yeah. order.
1: Uh, and you said exclude Michael? Uh, uh, we exclude LeBron and Jordan out the out the thing,
0: and Kobe because that's everybody in their top uh, five. Everybody. So I, I got to get your individual top five of all time. Don't
1: be taking out Kobe, okay? Um, and this is and, and you want to know coming up? You talk about not now when you're talking about as a kid
0: or just just in gen- just in general who who who's always been your favorite like you said you know what they i like i like the way that they move like their their style of game is is dope like who was who's always been your favorite
1: i mean i mean then it wouldn't if it was always my favorite based on my age i wouldn't really c- consider the new age players my favorites so that's gonna be you i mean you know coming up in the if you if you saying coming up you know in the '90s and exclude my being me being an adult, mm-hmm. or if we exclude me being an adult, or are we exclude me now all the way around, or, or you want to know what I what I grew up on in the '90s, kind of such '80s, like with players I liked in the '90s, the '80s, I I can give like, you because it, it, it switched up, you know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, we can As we can how,
0: how about we can do the '80s, the '90s possibly early 2000s and now, like, which, whichever one, whichever one.
1: Uh, and so we just go overall now, and we don't do that, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say right now, it was uh, it would be for sure from Oakland, so it would be Steph Curry. Alright. Actually, I remember, I remember, uh, I actually stayed in the same, um, I stayed in this, actually stayed in the same uh, apartment building as Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Okay. Um before, before they was actually like known like that. Like I didn't even know who Steph Curry was when I first you know, when I first seen him when I first seen him in my apartment building. But mm-hmm. I stayed in an apartment where where like the Raiders when they were still in Oakland, like a lot of the new players they they, they would, I guess they might have the teams must got a con, had a contract with that building or something. Mm-hmm. It was a building with like a doorman or whatever. But I was I would have to say like coming up now if I add it up, it'd be Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. If I'm at one back in the day, I'm going to say it was magic Johnson. Um, so where we say Steph Curry, magic Johnson, um, uh, um, who else was it? Um, um, let me think. Uh, I will say, I would say, uh, Dr. J. Okay. Um, uh, who else? Two more. Um, like in the 80s come up it would have been probably uh, it would probably been like uh, like Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullin type of things uh, Chris Webber those was all like players from the Warriors so those probably would have been the, the players that I uh, would have would have chosen would have been like uh, Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullin probably Chris Webber or something because they played for the they play for the play for the Warriors, but you know, outside of that, it would have been Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. um, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Magic Johnson, uh, and I probably would say, uh, like I said, Steph Curry for the current, and um, um, uh, Magic Johnson, uh, yeah, Magic. Um, yeah, it would have been Magic. Shit, Irison.
0: jobs I was waiting for you to say him. Now I was waiting for you to say him.
1: <laughs> I like Irison. Uh, so I would say Magic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Irison, uh, and I said somebody else too. Uh, oh, Shaq. Mm-hmm. So we said, and we say Steph.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll have one
1: more, one more, one more. Um, we'll have to go with Tim Hardaway from the Warriors.
0: Okay, okay. And and did you ever get a chance to meet any of those uh, your top five from the ones that you grew up with that you just named? Did you ever get a chance to meet them or or even play with them, shoot hoops, you know, with them or anything?
1: Nah, I didn't. I no, didn't, nah, I, nah, I didn't get the chance. I was fortunate enough to uh, to do none of that. I still have in my top five. I still haven't met none of those players besides Curry. Uh, but nah, yeah, the only player, the back in the day players, nah, I never met. But
0: I met Curry, of course. He was my neighbor, so. Of course. Anyway. Well, it's, listen, it's never too late. You you might just run to Chris Weber. Maybe at CVS, and then y'all just get to talking. You you never know. He's like, hey, man, I'm a fan of you. You never know. Like, ain't any anything is possible. Let's talk about baseball. Give me your top five, three to five favorite players in baseball.
1: Uh, it was Hallgake, Jose Cicco, Martin McGuire, and Ricky Anderson. These are my favorite players. Okay. All right, then. All right, moving
0: on. You mentioned... You had got locked up in 99 for the robbery. Yeah. Was it yeah. wrong place at the right, wrong place at the wrong time? Or did you have like a snitch who, or did you just like, you just had a bad feeling prior to you getting getting arrested? Nah, I was
1: just doing some stupid shit. Uh, no, nah, I can talk about it it's past, I mean, I ain't got time for it, but we used, I mean, pretty much just uh, shit. We used to just kind of see people going to the ATM machine and certain shit and follow them, but we, we, it was more of a, I kind of, I kind of learned the uh, white collar game at a young age, and so my my boys or whatever, if we robbed somebody, I, I I would, I would basically get the, I wouldn't trip on a little bit of money we'd get, I'd be more uh a thuse with getting uh, the personal information in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was the type of motherfucker that had a call back after I robbed you. Know, play, like I was the police to get your other information. To when you called in your credit cards, then it's uh, stolen. I, I double back and call in and get them sent to it. So, like, you know, uh, uh, I was dumb at the time because I was young, you understand? But But they really wasn't on white collar crime back then. But i get the address sent to my damn address. Uh, to my apartment building, to another apartment, <laughs> and get the car sent and go use it. That's that's
0: that's funny. I
1: was running like that.
0: That that's actually that is that's that's hilarious. Like I didn't, you know, because you know, I I'm try, trying. I'm, I guess I I'm just, just trying ahead,
1: to. I was ahead of my time. I was I was ahead of my time. You were night, kind of like before it was before they even had laws against the shit. I was I was doing the shit crazy.
0: So wait, wait, even, wait, wait, wait. So just, 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 let me ask you this. This might sound like a dumb question, but it's okay. We we rolling with it, okay? <laughs> um, Even though there weren't laws, you know, against it at the time, how, how did it, like, come up to the point where you ended up getting caught? Uh, uh I got
1: caught. I got caught. Uh, shit. I got, I, I got caught because I think, um, I think if they might have had. Uh, we was just using a credit card, so uh, they might have. Uh, I think they. I think. I, I think on the first case, we uh, the dude that I was with was supposed to throw the the shit in the garbage, throw the shit in the garbage can because we had followed somebody who was uh, business owners, and um, I think we it was pretty much like uh, like motherfucker that's like threw the bag out in the middle, just threw the bag out in the street, started worried about it, and I guess somebody turned it into the police, so I guess they might have I, I, I think, I mean, they fingerprinted the, uh, the bag mm-hmm. and then uh, 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 they get uh, I think they fingerprinted the bag I, I, I believe they modified the bag and probably fingerprinted it but I know we had this dumb shit. I had called, uh, not, I had called the people from instead. I had called the people play like the police uh, from some females because right after we did a robbery, we went to these females' houses, and so we went and called from a home line, and play like the not, basically play like the police doing the same thing get in information. But I wasn't tripping because I called from these girls' lines. But of course, they had our real, you know, they knew our, they, I. Think, I don't know. I guess they might have knew our real name because. The police probably hit the house first or something like looking and uh, so that's kind of how we got caught and then use, and basically using the cards
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh yeah basically using the cards and then sending the cards to, to my address and then i was using my name as an authorized user not shipping, so mm. they pretty much had my name so i mean they put two and two together and then and then on my crime they had his uh they had his fingerprints cause we had uh we both had kinda like been arrested before as a uh before like at as a juvenile teenager fourteen, mm-hmm. yeah I had got arrested cause uh me and my boy, this white dude call us a nigga and so uh my boy had uh my boy had choked him and uh shit. He's like but uh he's like shit man take this nigga because I had a. Uh, my bike had got stolen, so we took his bike. And then, when he ended up going to uh, school, he started high school. And the dude that uh, that uh, he beat up, and we took his bike, called the police on him, and they arrested him. And then he uh, he basically told told uh, he basically told me and said that I had the
0: bike. Oh my so gosh! Then, uh, so
1: then the police called, So then the police called my my mom and. Um, you know what I'm saying. So when I came home, she she got in my ass. Uh, I was 14. Got in my ass. of about sudden about to stolen the bike, and I had to go to Albany. We took the bike back to Albany Police Station, and I ended up getting booked. They ended up they ended up doing nothing to it, but that was led to me basically. Uh, I never was charged with the robbery, but it actually that shit still pop up. Like I never even really knew because. I really—I ne- never knew the, the, the like the, the whole seriousness of it because I just felt mm-hmm. like we was kids and we just got into it. A white dude called us a nigga, and so my boy snatched him up, and and then we ended up taking his bike. But uh, I never knew the seriousness of it because they released—they—they they had my mom took me down there and I had to get fingerprinted and they let us—they let me go, and then I just had to go one time to see some probation officer. And I was like a straight-A student. So they was like, uh, as long as you don't get in no trouble, uh, you don't got to worry about it. So that was the end of that. But I never knew that. You know, that robbery was on my record. So they had my fingerprints. And the other dude that was involved with the robbery with me, he had been in jail before. So he was still a Jew. Now when we did the crime, I was actually uh, 18. So I was being charged an adult. He was, uh, he ended up like, more like the juvenile but uh, he had to do, do the juvenile thing um, and I, I did a year I did a year in County and I think he did like a year in the boys ranching, mm-hmm. a boys ranch the little boys ranch they got it open uh, but yeah think they snapped they got us off the uh, fingerprints because uh, uh, the bag the bag uh, all the the receipts and the purse and all that shit motherfuckers is like kind of this uh, we just like threw it in the middle of the uh, street, like basically we got thrown kind of like in the middle of the street, keeping the pushing. It wasn't, wasn't no thinking involved. So between that and the female houses, and they knew our real names and all that, that's kind of how we got caught
0: up. Got it. Got it. When you were in With county, no other, go, go ahead. Go ahead. But
1: no other, but no other, but no other like, whatever robberies I we got charged with or not like that. And when they and then when they raided my I, my house they found the hella shit from hella different robberies. They could have really they really if they pressed issue they, but when they raided my house it was a it was a different county that came and raided my house. So uh luckily it wasn't the uh, same county. They mm-hmm. could have pursued they could have pursued us as, a, as a, with way more robberies than what they, they put on They just got us for the one so uh thank God for that. And, um, uh, I got I got I gotta, I gotta, I gotta end up getting like a year for that shit. Got or it. I think we, we both got a year for, you know, good time and all that type of stuff. You know, like seven months.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course, of course. When you were, uh, in county, did you have any friends or family come visit you? or You pretty much did that entire, you know, time by yourself?
1: Uh, so mom, mom mom still got a loan and bailed me out and got a lawyer so I was out on bail uh for a little bit and then I had to turn my end up turning myself in and to go do it and of course my mom's came to see me uh my uh she was just my girlfriend the time. my ex-wife came to see me when she was in town and my homeboy came to see me pretty much moms came to see me effectively as any mom, real mom would Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I was on. I went to like this little ranch thing, so it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing at all. Okay, well
0: that's that's good.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't nothing. Okay. Well, that's what yeah, scare me from going to jail. But things like that. Mhm. God. Basically, we was basically. I was basically kicking it, shit. So I know.
0: Did you ever see anybody that you uh, got locked up with, you know, during that little county sin? Did you ever see them later out on down the line? Like, hey, man, I think I think I remember you. Like, did you ever see anybody or after that was it? You just, that was it? All, of,
1: all the time. All, all the time. I, I used to see people I was locked up with throughout the years. hmm Yeah. You know, okay. That's one thing you always, you gonna see you'll end up running to people you locked up with. If you was locked up you know, a few times, you'll end up running to people you was locked up with. Hmm. But I never, I never, I never, I never end up uh, taking somebody I was locked up with and got out and it was like my, my homie or something. Like, we chilled, I ain't never been nothing like that. <laughs> it's yeah. always just being, I was locked up with when we was cool, while we was there, and once we, you know you go back to your regular life hanging with
0: your regular people no of course of course you know but then again like it's everybody's different I figured that you probably didn't like become like homies with the people but I said you know what let me just let me let me you know stuff like that so um when did you see yourself like okay so you get out in 2000 you told you said that you actually had decided to write rhymes and everything else while you were locked up and stuff is once you got out, did you already have it in your mind say, okay, whatever I need to do, I'm going to go ahead and just try to, like, whatever record label I can get, like, were you pretty much hustling every day until you got to where you need to be? Or did it take a lot longer than you think it was going to end up taking?
1: Nah, that shit. That shit ended up taking a little bit longer because I ended up, uh, when I went to New Orleans, I ended up, I was one of, uh, I, I originally went out of high school. I was to in San Francisco Sar- State. And so then when I got out of the jail, my, uh, my ex-wife my wife had got me enrolled to the University of New Orleans. So we was in New Orleans. And then I ended up, I ended up getting in trouble out there. And, uh, and so while I got in trouble out there, I ended up getting in trouble out there on, on a, on a, on a, uh, and catching the, uh, a case out there while I was out going to school. And then... Um, shit some way the detective out there ended up when I was on probation they violated my probation um and I ended up kind of like going on the run for a few years and ended up you know I wound up ended up going to prison for uh two years in which I was went to prison in 2002 and was released in 2004 um uh, but while I was out I was pursuing I was you know get my music I came up with an album and all that and I released the album while I was in jail um and then uh I mean we still like underground networking but we were dealing with artists that was kind of out at the time mm-hmm. uh, We was dealing with I mean we had their songs like with Too Short uh Cuckoo Cow um, um uh like Badass Razz Caz yeah, we I mean we we got this song with some heavy hitters and uh, I ended up going to jail and I got out in 2004, and then when I got out in 2004, that's when I like took it heavy, heavy, heavy. You know, got really into it, and that's when the uh, that's when the hyphy movement was uh, uh, just starting out. Like this is right before my train got killed
2: and all that. I was already.
1: start networking uh, and me um, and my boys, we, we clicked up put our shit together and I just was tied in with uh, like the rappers that was popping at that time that was from both in the, the area and I, I kind of like I kind of I, I kind of just hooked in with them and just started uh, really that's when my grind really started in 2004 is when I really started grinding and uh, doing my thing within six months we was like hurt like you know we had trying it. We had, you know, we got to the point where shit was like, you know, on a local radio station, KBL, and student started, you know, we really, you know, hustling. 2005, all of 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. um, and then I ended up coming. Like, uh, I, uh, I was, you know, we in the group, and then uh, my boy had to, uh, my boy, my boy my group. He had to go out of town, leave for a little bit, and I ended up uh, making fast like a NASCAR to hit the 06. And shit, that shit took off, went crazy. And I ended up getting my actual record deal with Tosh Records in like 2007. That's when I took, you know, my solo career just took off.
0: Got it, got it, okay. And, and it was like, I'm finally here, you finally made it. Um during the time, because you mentioned, you know, your ex-wife or so, did did you feel like when you actually had that stardom, did you feel like, okay, she was really there by your side, you know, the entire time? Or did you feel like a disconnect in you all's marriage and stuff like that during, around that time when you finally when you actually made it and stuff? Uh,
1: they just kind of get like a little disconnect because she was rapping and she started rapping before I was rapping and, and like I kind of put her to the side like you know what I'm saying you need to be home and do the do the womanly things in the house and take care of that you know what I mean like cause I was a solo artist so I went in a group with them you know I went in a group and like that with my wife you know what I mean like I ended up like I ended up when our group shit started kind of pop, popping off I kind of ended up kind of exiting. Uh, the ex-wife kind of out of me because I didn't want to be in a group with my girl or nothing like that so I kind of like exed her out like out of the situation it was just me and my boy Rocky with it um and uh the baby face sass like that you know just being like a clique eventually ended up just being one clique of uh, dudes um you know what I'm saying um but yeah, when I when I kind of when I like blew up, uh, yeah, I didn't really want her. I didn't really want her to be around in the club scene and you know, whenever I was on you know, the scene or where I was going, I kind of want her to just to be at the house, mm-hmm. and still take care of my daughter and all that type of stuff. So that's where the how I uh, you know, go. I'm out there, I'm out here, like superstar, and, and I ain't trying to be riding around at that time, like, with, with, with my
2: with my uh, wife, you know what I'm saying, tagging along with
1: me. Mm-hmm. I'm, out here, I'm out here living my best life, trying to juggle between having a family and, and being a, being, uh, you know, being that typical rapper that's on and being, you know, being a little player. You know?
0: Of course, so. of course, Try, trying to make it all work and everything trying to make it all work. So no, I, I I definitely understand, um definitely understand. Well, I'm I'm very glad that you decided to say, okay, I'm not. Was it once after you made it, or when you started to see yourself climbing up on top? Is that when you said, okay, I'm no longer gonna you know violate my probation. I'm gonna be on the straight and narrow. Or were there times where you felt like that urge to go back to your old ways?
1: Uh, I never went back to the robbery. Nobody get better that shit. I ain't never went back to that. I was just on some different shit. I mean, as I said, I, my game evolved. As far as, like, hustling, my game evolved. Kind of, you know, some white ty- collar type shit. Um, you know, as time went on, my game evolved. Um, I was doing the music in the beginning. In the beginning, you know what I'm saying, when I was doing it, as in the group. We grinding, like, coming up. I wasn't making no money really doing on because it, it was just like a passion and uh, it was just a passion of that one day I'm going to make it, you know what I'm saying? So, I was kind of like shit hustling to to uh, support to, to support paying for my music mm-hmm. and taking care of my family and, you know what I'm saying, getting money with my crew was what I was was on trying to use that money to turn it, use that money to get with the music to try to make something, you know, make something happen, which I, you know, obviously I finally did, or whatever, but, you know what I'm saying, I, uh, I mean, I kind of went, I, I went a whole number of years without, I think I called it, like, I had called, like, authentic of small shit, like, small shit like that, but I did, I, I did like, end up going, like, house rests on it, but I never had no, uh, no jail time, like no, no real jail time from 2004 all the way to, I didn't, I didn't end up going back, like, I ended, it was like a whole decade before I ended up actually going back to jail. From the time I started rapping, like really doing my thing, mm-hmm. like I had like a whole 10 year stretch and out popping and everything, before I ended up, you know, catching like a case. and. Want to do some real time?
0: Of course. Okay. All right then. Well, you know, Happy Father's Day to you and everything. How many children do you have? Uh, two. Okay. Do you boy want any? Do you want any more? Or are you like? I'm. I'm cool for right now. Uh, I'm like, pretty much
1: cool for right now. Okay. I, got, I got. two. Uh, I year old boys and girls. Oh, they
0: twins? Beach. Okay. All right, twins.
1: Oh no, they, they ain't twins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, with that being, you know that. No, listen. That's what you know. What I was gonna say. It's it's been it's been such a about six months apart. No, it's listen. It's 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 all it's all, it's all G. You know, it, it that type of stuff happens. I was gonna say it's it's so much more. I want to dig, you know, a lot deeper and everything, but I did want to, you know, kind of wrap it up and, and come back for a part two, at, you know, at another time, but I want to wrap it up by a fast five. This is my favorite part of, you know, of the interview, the fast five random questions. that just, I, I can, you know, come up in my head and I just want to, you know, just so your, your audience and everybody out there who isn't too familiar with you, they can get to know more about you. All right. So, Question number one is what's a good ass day for you? Like a really, really great day for you. Like it can start at night, it can start in the morning. Like what's a good ass day for you?
1: Good ass day for me is shit. Make it want to make about five, ten thousand dollars. Um, that's 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 a great day for me. And it will eating a great meal
0: that's simple okay all right simple straight to the point i love it all right what is um are you are you dating anybody right now because i know you got you know some ladies out there who probably want to get with you and everything and they done tried or whatever they can can do are you dating right now or are you just chilling um right now um
1: uh, i'm just chilling I, I mean i have a few people i talk to but I'm just, uh, you know, I just been really, I have been, I just been chilling. You know what I'm saying? If the, the right, right situation come my way, I'm, I am mean, do not know. Like, I don't know. I'm
0: not really ready to be in a relationship right now. I just plan am just got friends. Okay, because the follow up question was that was what is, whenever you are ready, what what is the ideal, if not every characteristic, what is the ideal woman that you eventually want to, end up being with.
1: Um, well, of course, I want to be with an uh, educated woman that's able to hold a, a decent conversation mm-hmm. um, and that got things going on for herself and not, uh, I mean, as a man, of course, you know, you'll take care of your woman and do the things you to take care of your woman and take care of your family, but also want to be able to have a female that's independent, independent of me to be able to make her own money and, and be a boss
0: just like me. Mm-hmm. Okay, some some short, simple, sweet to the point. What's the, uh, question number three is, what is your craziest fan experience you've had thus far?
1: Craziest is a fan to the fan? Um, I well, I had some females a few years ago, they were young, like, uh, high school kids that was they met me and was, like, crying and, like, you know, like, the crying because they seeing me shaking and all that type of stuff. That was kind of interesting. Like, I'm like, damn, they, they really owe me like that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, sometimes you don't uh, you don't realize, like, how much of an impact you are in certain people's lives when, uh, you, when you're in the moment. And mm-hmm. so you kind of figure out where you disconnect
2: and you get the chance to think back on situations. Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, that was like a big one, and and then you know just on the wild side, just having like a, just having like a fucking force and like three t- females at the same time, just want to mess with you because you because you is who you is. <laughs> it, the crazy when I had to force them, it was the chick. They would not let none of my, they wouldn't let my, they wouldn't let my, my cousin, let uh, get involved. <laughs> they just wanted me and a, and a, one of the chicks in there. Only re- she wanted, she had, uh, I
0: got a, I got a song from Gucci. She really had Gucci man inside of her pussy. Wait, and wait, wait, man. what? What did yeah. you, did you feel, did you feel a little strange before actually going inside her or you're like, whatever, you're not even going to like, what, <laughs> what the hell? Oh my gosh.
1: I, mean, I was just living life. out was fun. Of it was just one of the, it was just a, it was just a, one of the, it was just one of the fun moments that I. It was just one of the many fun moments that I had. Uh, you know, doing my thing when I when I had my big run. Okay, all
0: right. Uh, question four: What's one alcohol that you said never again to? Uh, never again, to. Yeah, one alcohol. Uh,
1: what am I saying? Um, I really, I don't know, I'm a Patron drinker. I mean, I used to, uh, the only only thing that used to uh, get me uh, messed up pretty bad uh, was uh, what they call them things. Uh, the hell is it I'm trying to remember I'm trying to remember the name of it uh
0: is it a fancy name
1: yeah it's a a regular drink that everybody get but
0: hypnotic uh,
1: it's mixed it's not hypnotic but it's just a mix of different alcohols or, or brown liquor um
0: fuck, I can't remember. for for
1: a loco no oh okay. uh, damn it's on <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue gonna tip my tongue, but it was a drink that always get me messed up because it was mixed and, and it had dark liquor. And I know I kind of ended up turning to like like tequila, like like Patron, and you know I might like a cranberry and vodka. But uh, this particular drink is a simple drink, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. But every time I drunk it. I, I end up drinking too many of them, and I get fucked up. It's just a, it's like a, it's a mixed drink, uh, dark. Uh, uh, it ain't a Cadillac, but damn. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember the fucking name. It, like
0: it, it. Hey, so you know what? What's gonna happen when I when I upload this? People are gonna be shouting it out like in the comments saying it was this drink, day. that that's what's gonna end up happening. And then I'll send you a message saying, okay, I think we're on the same page, but. Let let me go. Let me go to the last question. What was your very first car, and what happened to it? Uh, my
1: very first car was a '85 Ford uh, LTD station wagon. Uh, I ended up I ended up selling it to uh, one of my was, That was my very first car. Was a '85 LTD station wagon
0: okay all right well there there it is well go ahead go ahead thank you so much for this interview go ahead shout shout out all your social media everything tell people what you're working on what can they expect from you and you know from here until the end of the year or so
1: Oh uh, shit my social media is just uh kafani k-a-f-a-n-i i'm on instagram i guess uh twitter uh um, what else under that name? Uh Facebook, I think it's Kafani, uh Twitter got so much stuff. It's my artist page is Kafani the Ice King. That's Kafani D A I C E K I N G. uh I think it's Kafani Five One Oh. those are my pages on Facebook. Uh, and uh Yeah. We just trying out the new clubhouse stuff, uh um, but uh, yeah, uh pretty much his uh Instagram, Twitter, it's at Confidey. Um, you know, Facebook, you can search Kafana, you'll find.
0: Okay. Any um any new projects coming out that we should, you know, can go stream on on, you know, Spotify or anything that's coming out by the end of this year?
1: Um, I just did a album, um, with my boy Sad Money Moneymaker, called the Baby Face and Rebirth. That's doing pretty good that's all right now uh, and um I got a new single out with a that the feral call and 50 uh, K." I don't call bags a million that's all right now uh right now I'm just working on uh I got some I got a, I got some big move I got some big move a big move uh, a pretty big name artist sample my hits fast like a NASCAR, so that's gonna be uh, something big that's about to drop. I can't speak on it really. Uh, I can't speak on it at this time right now, but uh, hopefully by the time this drop or I uh, think by like I think that I, I think that shit gonna drop like uh, the end of April, top of May. Top of May. Uh, so that's about to be super big. Uh, and I'm just I'm just uh, right now just I'm just working on uh, my project working on a new project, uh, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I tend to tend to uh, drop music here and there, just out the blue, you know what I'm saying? I got a studio at the house, whatever, I can crank out some music, whatever, and just drop it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm just I'm just working. Uh, but I definitely got, uh, I'm gonna have some more music uh, that's dropping um, this year, I'm gonna have more projects. Dropped uh, than I did in 2000, but you know, 2000 was a kind of messed up year, so for me to get, I got a project out in the beginning of 2000, and I had a project out at the end of 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this year, shit, time already moving so fast, it's almost, kind of, it's already March, it's about to be April soon, so, so uh, I'm definitely go uh get a project out. I got a project with a little scrappy, uh, I just gotta finish my I gotta finish my parts really. I've been lagging on that. Um, on a project with Scrappy. I'm um, supposed to have been had finishing it and put it out, but I I've been delaying on it. Um, but I got a project with a little Scrappy that uh EP out of E P with him that I need to uh finish up, which I'm i about to finish that up and uh drop that and uh and I'm working on I'm working on another solo project okay and, um, that's pretty much it look at look and at I'm
0: you look at right
1: you now. working <laughs> yeah i'm working and i'm um, also i'm a consultant i'm doing consulting work out there for like you know up and coming artists who trying to get their name heard and get their music out there so you know i'm doing some consulting work so you know so i'm saying hit the dm hit the dm and we can work we can work and i can Give y'all some game and, and uh, help uh, get your music out there. But remember, you know what I'm saying. The game is to be, the game is uh, the game is not to be told. The game is to be sold. So just know uh, when you hit me up, when you hit me up, you trying to get some game on the game. You know what I'm saying. You got to break bread.
2: That's I
1: it. Ain't, I ain't, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I can't do nothing for free out of financial fees, so you know what I'm saying. So y'all
0: here,
1: make sure y'all know y'all gotta have a budget to do something. I'm definitely, I'm definitely there to help you, get you to where you gotta get to. Mm -hmm. But in this game of music, trying to make it, you gotta spend some money. If you ain't gonna spend no money, somebody else spending some money. No matter what, in order to get known in this game, you gotta spend some money. So for your artists out there, before you get into music, you gotta know you gotta have some type of way of making some money to really get yourself out there. And the worst thing you can tell somebody is, uh, I, I got a little budget, barely got a budget, cause then nobody ain't finna do nothing for free.
0: That's I, it. I'm not working for free. That's it. Don't unless listen. My, Wise unless, words.
1: Unless, unless it's my unless it's my unless it's my son or something. With his music, that's the only person I'm working for free for. So other than that, so right.
0: That's it. Well, look y'all, y'all done heard it here first. You know, funny in the building, you know, he, he decided to join the, you know, the HNIC show, Kendra Crump. Make sure you all please support him. Uh, don't be on his DM with no foo-foo. He ain't on that, okay? If, if, if it ain't about business, stay out, all right? But this is Kendra Crump, and we are signing out.